0: Hello, friend. Thank you for listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host and the executive director of the ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. Thank you so very much for listening. Have you ever been in a situation from which you could not recover yourself? Have you ever been in such a bind that you could not get yourself out? You required help. And maybe, just maybe, that help came from an unlikely source. Have you heard the tale, the story, the true account of the good ship Endurance led by Sir Ernest Shackleton on his quest to accomplish the very first land crossing of the Antarctic continent. Well, I'm going to share that with you today. Grab your Bibles. You will not find the story of Mr. Shackleton in the pages of God's word, but we're going to use his story as an illustration for a Bible account and some practical application that may be a help to you and to me today. Turn to the book of Exodus. We are going to return to the book of Mark in the coming days. But before we do that, I've got a burden on my heart from the book of Exodus that I'm looking forward to sharing with you today. Grab your Bibles. While you do so, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I've got a couple over here on my desk to talk about this week. But the one that first comes to mind is called A Good Soldier. A good soldier, but Lost. I grew up in a military home. My father, Chris McCurry, is a good man. Is a good man. And I'm very blessed by the fact that I have a good heritage. But this gospel tract doesn't talk about Chris McCurry. It talks about another soldier, a man named Cornelius. It begins this way: Captain Cornelius served in the Roman army. He was, according to Acts chapter ten and verse number two, a devout man. And one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God alway. Now, get this that is what God said about him. He was a good man, but he was lost. This gospel tract explains how Cornelius came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He came to that knowledge because he realized that being a good person was not going to be enough to get him to heaven. Maybe you're listening right now and you say, I've been trusting in good works. I've been thinking that I could pay my own way to get to heaven's gates. Friend, that could not be further from the truth. And this gospel tract explains why and how from scripture. If you're listening right now and you have immediate questions, you don't want to go another day. This is bothering you. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me at 309-316-7240. Again, that number is 309-316-7240. Now, we're going to look at the book of Exodus, chapter number 14. Find your place there. But I need to tell you the rest of the story. Sir Ernest Shackleton, about 1915, 1916 or so, was trying to accomplish the very first land crossing of the southernmost continent, and they were stymied, they were stopped. The ship Endurance was captured by the ice. It was hemmed in, frozen in, and slowly began to be crushed by the ice. The shipmates, the crew members, Mr. Shackleton himself, they escaped from the ship and set up camp on the ice. But the problem was, there was no help for them. There was no no way that they could save themselves. They did have, I believe it was a 23-foot sailing vessel, a small lifeboat, if you will, called the James Caird. That boat took them on an 800-mile. Mr. Shackleton and just five of the many crew members left, they went for help. And they went 800 miles through incredible weather, landed on the backside of an inhabited island, had to cross in 36 hours through just absolutely brutal weather. They got to the other side, and on the other side, there were Norwegian whalers. And those Norwegian men were helpful. They saved. They organized a rescue situation and a rescue effort for the men that had been left behind. There was not enough room in the James Caird. And they were saved by an unlikely group of people. That brings us to our Bible study today and this week. Exodus chapter 14 and verse number 10. Would you join me there? Exodus 14 verse 10. The Bible says... And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Now, we're going to continue on down through this passage, but just to give you a little bit of context, it's likely that many of you already know this account. You already know this story. You know this story better than you did Mr. Shackleton's story. The Israelites are caught between a body of water and Pharaoh's army. The Bible talks about 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt. You realize it could have been that Pharaoh, he subscribed to what his soothsayers and what the scribes and magicians often had to say. According to scripture, there were about 600,000 men of war in the Israelite camp. You realize as powerful as Uh, chariots were, they weren't, 600 would not be enough. They had far more than that. 600 chosen chariots. And it could have been some Jewish scholars uh, opine that maybe his, the scribes and the, and the soothsayers had told him, pick out 600 of your best chariots and they will lead the charge and they will counteract the fight and the work of the 600,000 men of Israel. And beside that, there are many women and children. And then all the chariots of Egypt following on behind. And on they came, ready to do battle, but really not so much battle. They were after slaves. You see, Egypt had released. Pharaoh's heart had finally been soft enough to release the Israelites after the death of all the firstborns of the people of of Egypt. But now he realized, I mean, think about it economically, They had lost a massive workforce, and so they were coming after them to recover the workforce for Egypt. Think of the way the hearts melted among the Israelites. God had delivered them by a high and powerful hand, and here they are whining. Here they are crying. I've heard it put this way. You'll probably hear this short verse and poem later on this week. But a wiser man than I said, When in trouble or in doubt, run in circles, scream and shout. (laughs) Well, I don't believe that's good advice, is it? At least that's not how a Christian should approach issues of life. We go through circumstances, don't we? We have hard times. If you're listening right now, this is not encouraging, but again, it's been said that we are either coming out of a storm, we are in a storm, or we are going into another storm. You say, that doesn't sound very good. Well, when he, when Jesus, when God is piloting your ship, it is good news. But the point I want to make today and the thought I want to give you is I want you to notice the resolution of the enemy. You and I, we have an enemy. The Israelites had an enemy here. For Ernest Shackleton, it was the winds and the cold and the waves looking to drown them at a moment when they were not looking to sweep them under and to wipe their memory from the face of the earth. Well, we deal with a far more intelligent enemy than just nature itself. Go over to the book of First Peter. Chapter 5, you know this verse, but I want you to read it with me. First Peter, chapter number 5, I'll find it here. First Peter, chapter 5, and verse number 8, the Bible says this. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Israelites, they had an enemy. But you and I, friend, We have an enemy as well, but there is a lifeline. This week, I'll be honest with you, this is probably one of the more encouraging messages that God's given me over these past few days and weeks. I'm excited to share it with you in full as we continue on. But what I'm going to ask you to do is this. I'm going to need you to tune in every day of this week. It's going to build on each other. Today, we're talking about the the resolution of the enemy. Tomorrow, we're going to look at, with a critical eye, the Israelites' reaction to the emergency. And we're going to ask ourselves some pointed questions about how we react, how we respond to difficult times. But today, as we ponder the enemy that you and I share, you realize that Satan, the devil, Lucifer, he has no power against the omnipotent, almighty Jehovah God that we claim as our Lord. But he does have the opportunity to take a little bit of shine off the glory of God because we are his, God's workmanship, created in his image. We should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We should not be conformed to this world. Well, the devil knows that he can't attack God directly. God is far too powerful for that. But he can go after God's creation. That's you and that's me. And he is resolved, just like Pharaoh was when he when he decided, I'm going to go after, I don't care what happens, I don't care who their God is, I am going to bring them back and they're going to work for us. Or well, the devil would like nothing more than to ruin your life. The devil would like nothing more than to cause you to be a stain on the testimony of the goodness of of god so let me ask you today friend what will your choice be will you scream and shout will you throw your hands up in the air or run in circles and bemoan the decisions you've made that have led you to this place being led by god i encourage you not to do so let me ask you will you please tune in this week i'm so excited about continuing through the book of exodus chapter 14 for just a few days longer. If you're interested in this gospel track, A Good Soldier But Lost, go to BibleTracksInc.org today, BibleTracksInc.org. You can order a free sample booklet on our website as well. Did you know our tracks are free? Forgot to mention that they are free. We're not trying to sell you anything. I want to thank you so much for listening today. We've got far more to talk about. My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for his glory. God bless. We'll plan on talking to you soon. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 828 6888. That's 309 828 6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at bibletracksinc.org. That's bibletracksinc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.